What's up, everybody? It's Saturday, and I hope everyone had a blessed week. Hope everyone's doing good. It's Saturday, which means it's another episode of Take Me to Your World. I know this is coming a little later than the other ones, but you know, stuff happens. And today is actually the first solo episode that I'm doing, uh, which is weird because I really saw this podcast being uh, dialogue. But hey, you know, things happen, uh, you know, people that I, that I want to, you know, have these discussions with, go out of town, stuff like that, it happens. So my idea was, since it's the first solo episode, I'm going to review a show that is just one season. And, you know, there are a lot of those, especially on Netflix, like V Wars, um, October Faction is one season. There are a lot of shows that only do one season and then stop. Tomorrow People is one of them. That's not a Netflix original. It's a CW original. It got canceled even though it had a great cliffhanger ending for something new. I wish they'd bring that back. But that's a side note because it's one, it's not one of my top five, probably one of my top ten Tomorrow People. It has Robbie Amell, which is Stephen Amell's cousin. And Stephen Amell is the guy that plays Arrow. Um, wow, we're already getting into show stuff. Um, but I hope everyone did good. Uh, since it's the first solo podcast, you know, let's uh, let's actually talk about what this podcast is, even though it's episode three and I talked about it some on episode one and two with Sarah and then Grace. Um, you know, Take Me to Your World is, I got the idea from the name because I was explaining why to my grandmother. I believe I was explaining to my grandmother because she just really dives into Netflix now, but she watches movies. And she was like, I can't do series. I can't. They're too long. I'm like, but you don't understand. I'm like, there's so much more you can get in a show, in my opinion. And there are great movies. I I do enjoy watching movies. I like watching movies in the theater or the drive-in more than I do at home. That's why I think I watch TV shows more at home. Because I don't like sitting the feature um, film length, you know, the whole time. It's, It's a lot for me. It's a lot. Um, but when it comes to TV shows, I was telling her, I was like, I like when I'm just taken to a world, like take me. And I really felt that with like shows like Supernatural or the 100, where they just, you dive into this world and they create this world and this, and I would assume that movie series do it. Like I haven't watched any of the Harry Potter movies. Well, I've seen the first one and it was good, but you know, I think that's what eight, eight movies. So you dive into those, and that, that builds a world, too, and that's great. But for me, I like TV shows. It just is what it is, you know? Kesara, sera. That's not what that means. <laughs> oh, well. Um, but I love TV shows, and I love looking at how they're directed and how they're written. My favorite episode of Supernatural, and you understand why I'm saying that, even though we're not talking about Supernatural, um, is called Baby. I don't remember what season or what episode it was. But it's and Baby is the name of uh, the 1967 uh, Chevy Impala that Dean has, and it's filmed completely from the perspective of the car. So everything is filmed in the car or whatever's happening outside the car. The camera is inside the car, filming through the windows, showing what happens. It's the whole episode is like that, and I love that because it is it's so different, you know, and it's just (laughs) I think it's great, and. I like things that are um, directed and, and shot and cut different ways. Like they're just not not that aren't just traditional. You know, I, I want something different. I want something to really you know shake things up for me. 
that's how I feel. But um, today I'm talking about the show Russian Doll. Now Russian Doll is uh, featuring uh, Natasha Leon. I think that's her name. She's also the main. She's the she's the main actress. She plays the main character as well. Um, that's what we're talking about today. But I guess I might as well quite ask myself the questions I asked Sarah and Grace. You know, <laughs> pretend like I'm interviewing myself. Um, do I like movies or shows more? I've already told you, TV shows. It. I like TV shows more. I I was hanging um, for people that know that find this podcast that come from my Instagram or any other medium I do, they know that I do stand-up comedy. And I was hanging out, we were hanging out with a bunch of stand-up comic friends of ours. This is like right before the pandemic happened. So we're all hanging out. We went to the pool. We go inside the house. We're playing. They pulled out a game, Blockbuster, like the old uh, movie store. And it's just all about movies. And I am sucking because I know none of these movies. I know none of them. And my buddy Cam Bertrand, amazing comedian, um, he, go look him up. He has a dry bar special, so, uh, <laughs> Sophisticated Ignorance. Beautiful. I loved it. Um, now, besides that, free promo. Um, but he was just looking at me like, seriously, bro, do you not know any of these? And then I think like a couple movies came up that I happened to know. And he's like, out of all of these, these are the one. These are the ones you know, really. And yeah, <laughs> movies. I also wasn't allowed to watch a lot of movies growing up. I, you know, I, I, am starting a ministry. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm not a hidden Christian. I'm, you know, I'm pretty out there that I'm a Christian. So I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of movies as a kid. Um, like Harry Potter, I wasn't allowed to watch it because magic, but which is crazy because a lot of the shows that I like now and that I like watching involve magic and stuff like that, like The Order, amazing show. I'll be reviewing that in a later episode. Um, I'm also told that The Magicians is a good show, but I haven't gotten into it yet, and I don't know why. I don't know what's holding me back on The Magicians. It's only five seasons. That's that's completely digestible. I mean, I binged 15 seasons of Supernatural, <laughs> but. When it comes to uh, shows, I just I just know a lot more. I, I like to put my time in a lot more because I like that I can stop after an episode, go do what I need to do, and then come back. I don't like pausing in the middle of a movie. I hate that because then I like forget what happens. And you know, beginning of shows have recaps. I love that. So I guess that's really why I like shows more. Um, favorite show? What would be my favorite show? That's hard. Because I love so many for so many different reasons. I guess my top three right now are the 100. And this is not in one, two, three order. These are just the top that are there. I don't know. what I would say they're equal. Uh, the 100. Cobra Kai is up there right now. Which great. Season 3 just dropped. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's great. Only 10 episodes a season. So 30 episodes in total. Um, Cobra Kai... Hmm. And I'm gonna have to say Supernatural. And I say Supernatural because I love how they research everything, and I love and like Supernatural is 15 seasons, 15 years of content to watch, and they're they're not Netflix. It's not a Netflix show, so their episodes or their seasons are like full length seasons, like 20, 25, 26 episodes. Um, so it's a lot. It took me a while to binge the whole thing when I finally got into it, you know, and like 
really enjoyed it. And there are some boring parts and stuff, but one thing I love that Supernatural does and the writers do is they make it, even if it's the stupidest episode, there's something important for the main arc. So, yeah, so those three are probably my favorite right now. Um, but yeah, beyond that, let's get into today's review. This probably isn't going to be a long, as long as the episode as uh, conversations with Sarah or Grace or what the other ones will be when there's actual dialogue. You know, we get to really dissect the shows, dissect how they're directed, the actors. Um, Grace is coming back where me and Grace are going to review Supernatural because me and her love Supernatural. Um, so we're going to review that. But besides that point, guys... Let's get right into Russian Doll. I'm going to give you guys, uh, right now, spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert, I am ruining the first season of Russian Doll. Probably not a lot because it's only, there were only seven or eight episodes, I believe. I believe there were only seven or eight, eight episodes, yeah, eight episodes, which I was sad about because then I was like, oh no, is this a limited series? But then I read that um, Natasha and the other creators of the show want it, um, have already pre-envisioned it to be three seasons. Season two is on its way. Netflix already confirmed. Don't know when. I hope it's soon. It's going to be hopefully this year. A lot of good things coming out this year. And I know Netflix is also for you movie lovers doing one mo- one new movie every week for the rest of the year coming out, which I wish they'd do with shows. But, hey. Um... So, Russian Doll. Uh, Let's get into the premise, a little small synopsis of it. Russian Doll follows a woman named Nadia, played by Natasha Leon. I think that's how you say her last name. And she is on on her journey as the guest of honor at her birthday party. It's her birthday. I believe she's 36, important to the show. She's 36, and it's she dies. She lives in New York City. And she dies. First death, she gets hit by a car. And then she wakes back up in the same bathroom where the show starts. The show starts with her in the bathroom looking in the mirror. You hear some light music in the background. And she walks out. And you, her friend goes, sweet birthday, baby. Because um, she's the one that planned it. And she leaves. She gets hit by a car. Dies. Comes back. She thinks she's really high on drugs. She thinks she's just messed up. You know, it's one of those parties. And she dies again. And then she dies again and again and again. And she's always restarting right back at that moment of her being in front of the mirror. And, you know, she's trying to figure it out. I read a something like comparing it to like Groundhog's Day, but I haven't seen Groundhog's Day. And I'm trying to remember what I compared it to in my head and I can't remember. But basically, she's dying and respawning over and over again in this um, spot. I, I think she died 20, 20-something times. Um, not too sure. And she dies a bunch of different ways. And then towards, I believe, episode 5 or 6, we find out that the same death loop is happening to another man in New York named Alan. And they are somehow connected um, I th- I give Russian Doll a seven and a half if I'm rating, because I am, because that's what the show is. <laughs> that's what this podcast is. We're rating, we're reviewing. Um, I give Russian Doll seven and a half. I like how it was directed. I like um, some of the directorial 
uh, decisions they made, and it, it, it's it's a dramedy, you know, it's a comedy drama. I don't know if there was enough comedy, in my opinion, to call it a dramedy. But I mean, it had its moments. Um, I just felt like it was more of a suspenseful drama with a pretty, I was about to say decent story, but to be honest, it's kind of hard to catch on to the story because until like, until you get, because you're, you're thrown right into the um, first first scene is her at the bathroom, and which is important because bam, she's there. Water's on, she's looking in the mirror, two people waiting at the door. Those are all important things. But I wouldn't go as far, like, I, I'll be honest, we didn't really get what caused it. They kind of went on on the thing saying, like, oh, they were, weren't that great of people. They did something that uh, caused them to be in this death, death loop, and now they have to fix it and um they have to find out if they're bad people so they can you know go back and try to make it better um natasha natasha nadia the character nadia um she thinks she's the only one in the death loop she thinks she's going crazy at first because her mom was i don't think they diagnosed her in the show but i'm pretty sure she was schizophrenic because that's how she acted she acted like a schizophrenic uh, like she has schizophrenia so, and she died at the age of 36. So this was a very superstitious birthday for Nadia already. She's turning 36. She, you know, she was a kid when her mom died. I believe her mom killed herself. And you know, it's crazy. I just finished a show and I'm not remembering like every detail to the team, but they really only got into the mom towards the end. So I'm really hoping season two dives in more. I read that, you know, there's a theory that the show might not follow Nadia anymore in a death loop, but she'll be involved in some way. I read something that she's going to be involved um, some way throughout the entire, um, throughout the entire, if they get renewed for a third season, she'll be involved some way, somehow. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend this for people that are like have like sensitive ears because there's a lot of cussing. There is it is a Netflix original, so you know they Netflix loves to go off the wall with their stuff. You know they like to be gritty and push it, which is you know kind of a lot for someone of the faith. I'll tell you, but I mean I wasn't always of the faith, so I can separate when I'm like really because I really enjoy how things are directed. Uh, like the show Happy with, I don't know his name, but he played Elliot Stabler in SVU. He is the lead actor in Happy. That show's directed beautifully and it was canceled after season two and I wish it wasn't. It was, it could have done so much more with it. But, and Patton Oswalt play, uh, voiced Happy. But when it comes down to Russian Doll, now that I think about it, I might have to take that half point back and really just call it a seven because it kind of leaves you a little bit confused. Just just a little bit. Um, you know, it took me a while. I was, <laughs> I was watching and also like on the side playing Pokemon Omega Ruby 
uh, because I'm a child and I'm reminiscing on my child on my childhood when I used to play those as a kid and I'm enjoying the remake but when it comes down to um, I was trying my best to, to stay caught up and I enjoyed her thinking she's going crazy at first and then realizing things are disappearing so as so the more they die the more things disappear so it starts with um, I believe fish and like fish in a in, in a bowl in a tank and then it start and then it goes like a mirror and then the water's not running that time and then people start disappearing and same thing for Alan you know once Alan gets introduced to the story things start disappearing for him too because now because then once Alan's introduced we now see I'm sorry for that clicking that's my chair I need some WD-40 um once Alan gets introduced to the show he they're, they're now following both both um paths of what's happening so Alan um Alan's part of the story he is he's a very OCD type guy very um uh, he, they, they, they say that he works out not because he's vain, just because, uh, he's compulsive. So like he works out con every day only because he's compulsive, not because he's vain. Uh, he's very neat, very clean. Um, I hear that ambulance. I hope <laughs> I didn't say that word. Right. Um, but it's fine. But you hear a lot of these ambulance on the show too, cause they're in New York and which is where it's set and it was actually really cool because i've actually i went to new york for the first time in november and i was in the bronx and i don't believe they were in the bronx in the show they might have been in new york city but i did not it looked almost completely similar to what i saw and i thought that was really cool you know like a lot of these shows they say they're somewhere but they're filmed somewhere else off location they're not on location but this, and even if this show wasn't filmed on location, they did a pretty good job of making it seem like New York, in my opinion. I enjoyed that. Um, but when it comes down to Alan, uh, Alan, oh, 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 this must be close. You hear that? Someone, someone must be getting stopped. Um, uh, but when it comes down to Alan, Alan is very OCD, seems like a very nice guy, uh, seems like he has his issues, and he's going to, and the the start, um, for Alan, he can't remember the first time he died. So he remembers every death, every death he remembers how he died, you know, all of it. And then like, once him and Nadia meet up, they, they start like, every time they see each other, they're like, oh, like, uh, like so, some kind of failure, or like hit by a car, something like that. Like they tell each other how they just died because they die at the same time. If one dies, the other's dying at the same exact time, which uh, shows that they're linked somehow. Nadia is a software engineer, so you know, uh, intelligent lady. So she uh, starts explaining um, that time for them is is acting different, but time is the same in the rest of the world. So they they you notice throughout the episodes that um, flowers are dying and um, fruit are rotting. In, you know in the time but so time is going on but their time is like they're like stuck so when she figures that out she cuts open a I believe probably I don't think it matters but a grapefruit I'm gonna say it's a grapefruit so she opens up a grapefruit and shows that the outside is rotten but the inside is completely ripe and good 
because time is still going on um, on the outside. It, she explained it in very Einstein terms, but so Alan's first death loop started because he was going to propose to his girlfriend Beatrice, and when they when he gets there, he hears her on the phone with somebody. He goes in, and he had planned this vacation that they were going to go on. He was going to propose, and she dumps him. She leaves him, and she's like, I can't do this. I've worked too much. I've done too much. I'm assuming that's an ambulance. I live in the hood, guys. I don't know if you can tell. I'm recording in the hood. Um, it be like that sometimes, you know? It, I mean, it just be like that. I was raised here. It be like that. Um... And I have a hypersensitive microphone, which is like good and bad at the same time. Cause like it picks up good, but like also picks up everything. Um, but hey, just like Monday morning messages, if you've guys seen that, uncut, you know? Why, I'm not gonna edit out something that we don't need to edit out. It's fine. <laughs> it's not gonna be a long episode anyway. We're just gonna, we're gonna wrap this uh, review up shortly and then we're just gonna go on with it and then next week we'll have someone in for dialogue and it's gonna be we're gonna be good I, li I like dialogue I feel I feel weird I feel like Nadia's mom talking to myself <laughs> um so Alan goes in he finds out that Beatrice is cheating on him with her professor at from college and you know he he gets depressed he gets sad he, um and he throws himself off the side of a building Yet, when he meets Nadia, he can't remember what his first death was. He doesn't remember that he killed himself. All he knows, all he remembers is that he died, and now he is dying over and over again, and he doesn't know why. He all And he's reliving the same thing. So he, all he's doing is reliving his girlfriend dumping him. So he keeps going back to Beatrice's house. He keeps going through this, and and... When we first see him, he sits down and he's like telling her what he feels. He's, he's like, yeah, 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 let's talk. We need to talk. And he sits down. He gets, he serves them glass. And she's like, I need a drink. And he serves it immediately. And, he's, and she's like holding back what she has to say. And he's like, oh, you, you seem like you're realizing in this moment this is a lot harder than you thought it would be. Because he's already lived this maybe at that time, maybe 10 times. He's gone through this scenario. And... He's a perfectionist, and but one crazy thing is he starts learning new things as he goes. Because once he sees Nadia, she's new. So he sees the same people every time in the elevator going up. Now he sees someone else in the elevator, and she's like, and I think how, we, how they met was they're in the elevator, elevator stops, and it starts crashing down. Everyone else in the elevator is freaking out. She's not. She looks at Alan and she goes, hey, didn't you hear? We're going to die. And he looks at her and he goes, oh, it's fine. I die all the time. And that's how and that's how it happened. They died. They both restart. They're both, and they both start in their bathroom. So Nadia's in the bathroom at her friend's house for the birthday party. Alan's at his bathroom at home getting ready for this vacation that he thought he was going to have with Beatrice. Now, when it comes down to he can't remember and she's like what do you mean you can't remember i i got hit by a car it's the first time i died that's how i got stuck here he can't remember and once he finds out he he starts having ideas of like maybe this is a moral dilemma maybe this is 
or this is because we're bad people, you know? Um, we still don't really know why. It kind of seems like that's that's kind of what it was. You know, they kind of fixed their issues and, you know, Alan goes to Beatrice and he says it's okay and and he and he like approves of Mike and stuff. And then Nadia, he she meets um what's her name? I don't did I name her? Probably. But John, her ex's daughter, he she finally meets her and they die and then they're in actual they're in actual like they're out of the death loop. They're out. This is where things get wild. When they're out of the death loop, they go to meet up. But they're meeting up in like parallel universes. I don't want to say they're parallel universes because it's not confirmed in the show yet. But basically, the first time Nadia meets Alan, he's drunk because of Beatrice cheating in the corner store in the bodega. She sees him. She didn't help the first time, but now she knows who it is. Now she's like, Alan, it's me. He's like, I don't know who you are. And then um, Alan, same same thing in like a parallel universe, he sees Nadia at the corner store and instead of him being drunk, he's there and she comes in with Mike, who Beatrice is cheating on him with. And uh, because in the fr uh, first episode, she has sex with Mike. Um, and he's like, he's like, Nadia, it's me. It's me, Alan. She's like, I don't know who you are, this and that. And he realizes that that's not the Nadia that remembers him and she realizes that's not the Alan that remembers her. So now we're kind of in like this parallel thing. And in the end, they, they both end off with each other. Like in both universes, they both leave with each other because they both try to explain, they both explain to each other in some way that they know and that they're there for each other. So I'm hoping in season two, and we'll get some sort of clarity on why they're, why they're in two parallels um, and why this happened. Why did, when they both entered the death loop, did they, I wonder, it kind of makes me think like that death loop was more, and you know, Alan did say it, he called it a purgatory, and maybe it was, they're from two parallels, but because they're in a one purgatory, they're then, they're then there together, and they're stuck together in that loop, even though both scenarios were happening, that they were repeating over and over again, were happening in their own universes. So like maybe in an alternate universe, Beatrice wasn't cheating on Alan. Uh, well, that technically doesn't stand considering in Nadia's universe, when she first saw Alan, he was drunk and being broken up. So maybe that doesn't really stand. I don't know. And I think that's why I enjoyed the show because it makes me want to know more. You know, I like, I like shows that grab me and are like, hey, you, you want to know more? Just wait till we drop some more, you know? Like, I, I, I like that. But I also like Netflix because they just have it all there. So I like when shows are complete, then I can watch it. But then, you know, we get the post-show depression where, like, the show's over. That's what happened with, uh... didn't really happen with Supernatural because I kind of got, like, I knew it was coming. And I got the ending. 14 seasons, 15 seasons is a lot, you know? But with the 100, I thought they could have kept going. Like seven seasons, you can go eight, nine, ten, and you know, with that with that story and still be great, you know? But I'm really excited for season two of Russian Doll to see what they do. And I wonder if we're gonna get a different so theory. Theory, 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 theory. This is only an Isaac theory. I don't know if it's true. Maybe it is true, maybe it's not. But 
it'd be interesting if two other people get stuck in this kind of purgatory death loop because of whatever. Maybe 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 Alan was right, and which kind of makes it seem right because of how they they fix things and it and it fix. So they, they two other people get stuck in this moral purgatory where they're stuck in this death loop, and Alan and Nadia get dragged back into the death loop to help these people get out. That would be cool. I'd like to see that because then the story would follow mainly two other people, but then we'd still have the main characters kind of guiding them. Or even if it wasn't Alan, I really, I, you know, Nadia was the main character for like of the show mainly. So I, I would actually be okay if it was just Nadia coming back and doing things. Oh, the dog is barking. But yeah, there's not really much to say else. Like like I said, this would be a short one because it is a solo episode and it's a one currently we only have one season. So we're you know, I give it a seven. Um it it, it was it was good, it was decent, uh I, I like the directing. I, I didn't really see a lot of comedy to really affirm that it's a dramedy. I I would call it more of a suspenseful drama. Um, I recommend it. Eight episodes, and they're actually short episodes. Uh, uh, twenty-five to thirty minutes a piece. Um, nothing too heavy, you know. So I enjoyed that. Um, well, actually, I don't. I like longer episodes because you know you get fuller. But other people might really enjoy, you know, getting into a show like this. For me, Russian Doll. When I told Sarah that I was starting Russian Doll out of nowhere, she was like, "But that's not on your list." I was like, I know, but the, the premise seems interesting. She keeps dying and coming back. Like, I want to know why she keeps dying and coming back. They caught me, you know? The way I go and get into shows is I look at a little, I swipe over on Netflix, I let the little trailer play, and if it catches me, it gets added to my list. Um, I don't know what's next on my list uh, to watch. I have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to watch, you know? Uh, let me see if I can pull up my list real quick and um, possibly get you an idea of what I'm, um, Lupin, um, I'm actually kind of excited to watch, which is about, um, it's, it's expired, I believe, about a book, I'm not sure, but, um, so basically, it, it, it's like a heist movie, I think it's in French, which makes me, like, uh, because I don't, even though I watch with subtitles anyway, it's like, I don't like, I don't like watching live action shows dubbed, I'm okay with watching like animes dubbed, but live actions dubbed are, are quite weird. Um, I want to watch Night Stalker, The Hunt for a Serial Killer. It's a limited series. They do some interesting limited series on Netflix. Like I really enjoyed Queen's Gambit. That'll be something else I review. Uh, Surviving Death is also on my list. Narcos is. I don't know if I'm going to get into that soon, but Narcos is on my list. Uh, trinkets, you know, I, I have some, I have some stuff on my list that I really want to get into, and really enjoy, but, you know, I have a lot of things to review. So what I'm really looking forward to watch is I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to things that I'm already into for new seasons to come out. That's what I'm really, that's what I'm looking forward to watch. Like, see, I know season three of Cobra Kai just came out and I just finished it. I'm waiting for season four. Like, I, I want to see season four. I want it out now. Um, I was going to say season three of The Order, but they canceled The Order, which sucks because they left that off on a cliffhanger as well. 
Um, but yeah, I'm, you know, I just told you guys what's some of the things I'm going to watch and I'm looking forward to watch them. I just, I hope they're good. That's all. And even if they're not, I'm going to come on here and tell you if they're good or not. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you for dealing with the little barking and the ambulance. That that was, that was dope. Hey, we're just raw, you know, it's what we do. Um, so thank you guys for listening and supporting uh, share this if you like TV shows and if you like reviews. Um, I know this isn't like a really funny thing, even though I'm a comedian, but this is something I enjoy. I really love TV shows, and I have other. My friend Devin uh, started a podcast, and he encouraged me to uh, start one too. You know, if this is what I want to do and um, do stuff like that. So yeah, so uh, go ahead and add "Take Me to Your World" on Spotify or wherever you. Uh, listen to podcasts, save it so you um every new episode every Saturday, uh hopefully every Saturday at 12, 12 noon, even though today's came out late. Uh, follow me on Instagram at I'm Hilarious. Uh, that's I M H E R L A R I O U S. Hilarious. And also follow my ministry at WYM Church on Instagram. We're uh, we're cooking up some great uh, some great things for twenty twenty one. God's really moving. And he's really speaking into what this ministry is going to be. Um, this this podcast is not part of the ministry per se, but you know whatever. Since I am in ministry and this is what I do, uh, whatever I do is to reflect Christ in everything I do. That is our you know our call to live like Christ. So um, yeah, God loves you. God bless you. Thank you guys. Share this around. You know, uh, go check out Russian Doll on Netflix. Peace.